better skills, better doctors. Join Rebecca Ong and Michael Peluso from TCM Hub as we go beyond the nuts and bolts of clinical practice to navigate some of the more challenging aspects of being a self-employed physician. Welcome to Better Skills, Better Doctors. We are your hosts, Rebecca Ong and Michael Peluso. Before we dive in, be sure to head over to tcm-hub.com and click Hub Community to join a network of your colleagues. There you can get help with your herbal medicine cases and get coached on topics covered in this podcast. Hub Community is only for those who are licensed practitioners of Chinese medicine and students who are enrolled in an accredited Chinese medicine program. Hi, everyone. It's episode one, and today we're going to talk about arrival fallacy. This is a topic that's actually one of my favorites because we are all subject to falling into an arrival fallacy. And what is an arrival fallacy? So the actual term was coined by a psychologist named Dr. Tal Ben-Shahar, and hopefully I'm pronouncing that correct. But what it's, the definition of it is the illusion that you will find happiness or long-term satisfaction by attaining something changing your circumstances, or being someone else. So how this shows up for us in practice is, and some of this might sound familiar to you, if I have this many patients, then my practice will be successful. If I make this much money, then I will be successful. If I reach this goal, then I am legitimate. So things like that. If I present myself as such, then I will be deemed as this. So this is what's called an arrival fallacy. It's when you are relying on an external circumstance to validate who you are or to rely on it to achieve some sort of satisfaction in your life. So this may be sounding very familiar for a lot of you because we all do it. How about you, Michael? Oh, I think I'm in touch with that emotion. (laughs) Do you have any specific examples of what that might sound like? Well, I think for many people, it it usually, especially in in our profession, and I think any profession that uh, is self-employed, if if I have this many customers, then I'll be all set. If I have this many patients, then my practice will be successful. And if I can just get over this next hurdle, whatever that might be, then everything will be good. I think we all fall into that. And and I, I think for me at first, especially if you're early in your career, it's it, you're in a survival mode of sorts. And so I think the immediate goal is pretty much always, if I can just get to 40 patients a week, everything will be great. Right. Right. And then you get there. And then what happens is, yeah, okay, you you hit this goal or this idea of what should be. And one that ends up happening is that, all those problems that you thought would dissolve away, maybe they do, some of them do, but new ones tend to be created because that's just how life works. When we solve one problem, something else comes up. So um, so when you, the danger of this arrival fallacy is that, like I said, you're relying on some kind of external circumstance, some change in your circumstance to be the thing that 
provides that satisfaction for you. And so for some of you, and I'll include myself in this, is, you know, when I, when you feel like you are not quite hitting the mark with how much you're making for income, and then, you know, you put that number out and then you hit it and you're like, yay. (laughs) And then, you know, you feel good maybe for a little bit and then you just slide back and you're like, oh, I'm dissatisfied again. So if this keeps happening over and over, what you might end up doing is like you start tweaking things. You start tweaking things in your practice. Uh, Maybe you increase your rates, you know, you increase your fees. Uh, That might feel pretty good for a bit. And then you go back to being dissatisfied. So then you change something else. Oh, I'm going to put out new patient forms. I'm going to do a new system. I'm going to create, introduce all these new things. And those are great for a little bit. And then you kind of fall back to feeling dissatisfied and tired and feeling burnt out again. So the common denominator in all of these tweaks and all of these changes and all these new things that you implement in your practice, the common denominator is you. And so it's not changing the circumstance. It's not changing the little things in your practice. It's changing you. And that's the part where so many people miss. And that's really the, <laughs> that's really the thing in not just in practice, but in life. You know, if things aren't going so well, if you're dissatisfied, if you keep making changes, doing different things, things to improve, and every time you kind of go back to being dissatisfied, you know, where there's a saying where there's smoke, there's fire, right? So you have to start looking into you. Why are you dissatisfied? What is it that you actually want? And that's a big one because I think a lot of people, they get into practice And they don't actually know what they want. You know, we all do this. We all get into practice. We hang up our shingle. And like Michael just said, sometimes it it feels like it's survival mode. And it is for maybe the first couple of years. It's survival mode. It's, it's, I just, I need to just make some money. I need to cover my expenses. I need to cover my overhead. I need to be able to pay my rent. I need to be able to pay myself a little bit. And That's just how it is. That's just how you start business. But a lot of us don't get out of that survival mode. Now they're five, 10 years down the road, and they're still just their purpose to practice is to pay their bills and to pay themselves. You can, without ever shifting into that place of what is this all for? Yeah, I think you can't ever really cure the tinkerer. We're all tinkerers. And I think that we the arrival fallacy is the is the idea that you can cure the tinkerer. And no matter how good things get for you, your practice meets the numbers, the goals, the the patients, your office looks exactly the way that you want it, then the next thing creeps up and you're thinking, "Oh, I could just tweak that. I could just tweak that." It's it's something that's just built into human beings to never be satisfied. It probably serves us really well from an evolutionary and a survival perspective. But when you're in business, um, you know, it's like the old question, "How much is enough?" And I think that it requires us asking maybe different questions if we're looking to find the satisfaction at some arbitrary arrival point on the horizon, we never will. And I think that going within and asking ourselves some deeper questions helps us avoid that, you know, that insanity where we just keep going in circles. Yeah. So according to Dr. Shahar or Ben Shahar, 
He says that the number one predictor of happiness is the quality time we spend with people we care about and who care about us. In other words, relationships. So ironically, you know, this is he's saying this is one of the ways to get out of this arrival fallacy. Ironically, you know, it's he says it's to really start focusing on your relationships and who you spend your time with. But ironically, when we are in this survival mode, the first people we tend to cut out are (laughs) the people in our lives. It's, you know, meaning we choose business running our business, the things we have to do for our business, we choose that over what really matters. And those are the people in our lives. So it's, you know, sorry, honey, I can't go to your play because I have to do payroll or I have to do this or I have to go to this event or whatnot. So ironically, the thing that will help pull you out of this arrival fallacy is the very thing that we all tend to push aside in favor of running our business. Right. Like, why am I doing this to begin with? Mm -hmm. You know, we lose sight of the reasons why we practice and why we want to have a successful clinic or a successful practice and, and what that means in the end, as far as our, our goals. And I think if we continuously think that the next best thing is just beyond the horizon, rather than the things that are right in front of you, the reasons why you're practicing is to, have the time and to be able to support your family and to be able to do the things you love. And yet when you're in this, again, kind of tinkering phase, you tend to focus with laser precision on the things that you're trying to improve in your business and everything, friends, family, relationships, as Rebecca said, tend to fall by the wayside. And then you find yourself in this place of like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Exactly. And so you have to take an honest look. Oh, and you actually brought up you know, you said something there that reminded me of this, a successful clinic, a successful business. What does that mean? And it means something different to everyone. And I think this is also, you know, this is a topic for another podcast in the future, but we all fall into this place of comparison. And we look at someone else who is quote unquote successful. And then we look at what we're doing and we aren't measuring up to what they're doing. And somehow that means we're not successful. But a successful clinic, a successful business is completely subjective. You know, what is your, if for some people success means having, you know, a multidisciplinary clinic with lots of staff with a certain amount of revenue per year, that's considered a successful clinic for some people. And then for some, a successful clinic can be something smaller Uh, that provides for them and their family. It also provides time for themselves to be able to spend with their friends and family. And, you know, they're able to help people and live their life. That's a successful clinic. And I think this is where a lot of people in our field actually do fall in because we don't have a great model for what a successful, what success is because we, you know, most people kind of get into this field for various reasons. um, And, Honestly, they get into this field and they come out and they know that they have to start a business and they're running their businesses reluctantly. And so when you never really went into the field in the first place with a great with much of a vision as to what it was going to look like on the outs on the other end, 
And then you get out there and you start practicing and you see what other people are doing and you're like, oh, I should be doing that. Like you're looking at other people's visions. Um, You know, I was just listening to a podcast the other day and she was saying it's as if everybody like as if there's some kind of kit that is put out there in the world of how you should run your business. And so you'll look at someone else's kit and you do everything within that kit. And then you're like, why isn't this working for me? Well, because it's their kit. It's not yours. Yeah, you're failing at someone else's business model that doesn't resonate with you. I think we have both have gone down that road before when there isn't a specific cut and dry path that you must follow. Then you tend to look to the people that maybe are making the most noise or the people that are the flashiest. And you think that that must be the way to run your business because they're making buckets of money. And maybe down the road you try that and it's not resonating with you. Your business isn't is not necessarily mirroring what their success is. And that's because it's not authentic to you. Yes. And that is basically my story in a nutshell. <laughs> you know, I, I had my clinic. It was doing great. I had this idea of what it should be. And that meant, you know, what it should have been was a big, big clinic with staff, high volume, lots of staff. That's what I thought it should be because that's what I thought success should be. A successful clinic should be. And I was doing all the things to push toward that. And eventually it burned me out because, and I had to reflect on this later. And I realized that that was not me, not authentically me. And I was doing all the things to push toward it. And the more you push towards something that is not you, the harder it is and the more tired you become and the quicker you burn out because it's not you. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not passionate about something, especially business, then you'll quit. It's that that simple. You have to have something driving you that is deeply passionate or uh, who who would ever do this? It's, It's way too hard to stick with it. Yeah. So you'd quit. So I think, you know, to wrap this up, what you can do after listening to this is to really sit down, take an honest look at what you really want, one out of life, one out of practice, really one out of life, because if you can identify what you want the end result to be of your life, and then you reverse engineer, your business is just a means to get to that. It is not that. So, um, you know, and I'm not just talking about monetary goals. Go deeper beyond that. What's what is that money going to bring you? What do you really want? What would each achievement that you're putting yourself um putting on yourself, what is that going to provide for you? So just in in essence just what are you doing it all for? So this is something you know, you can after you shut off this podcast, sit and reflect and really get get very clear about that. Oh, and a good important, a good question to ask yourself also is what you don't want. So, and get really honest and see what kind of feelings come up there because you might be noticing some feelings of shame or guilt or, or whatnot come up. And if they do, um, totally normal, but something else to reflect on. Actually reminds me of that commencement speech by Jim Carrey, just to wrap it up when he said, you know, you can just as easily fail at what you hate. So you may as well take a chance on what you love. Yep. (laughs) That's good. That's great. So yeah. So 
you know, question that, question what you want, question what you're doing it all for. Take a look, maybe say, identify some arrival fallacies that you're experiencing right now. So that's it for today. Hopefully this was helpful. And that was fun. (laughs) Rebecca Ong is a certified professional life coach for Chinese medicine physicians. She is not a certified financial planner, financial advisor, or accountant. Life coaching is not a substitute for therapy, medicine, or medical treatment. Anything discussed in this podcast is for general education and entertainment purposes only.